I'm Tucker. And this is Scene Play. On this episode, we're going to play a game called Apillion. Well, we're going to start a game called Apillion. We're doing a session zero, which is a prep where we make our characters, which in this case are all going to be dragons, and set up the world that we're going to do. Apillion is a game by Marissa Kelly, and it's about dragons who grow up and face dragon society in that wonderful world of Dragonia, and just generally have a great time. And this is the first episode, so if you're looking for a place to start, you can start here. You're also welcome to skip to the episode that I put out next week if you feel like you don't want to listen to us talk about mechanics, but this is a great place to get yourself set up in the world that we're going to create. So another note is that dragons in Dragonia don't have gender. And to that end, they use a different pronoun. They use the gender-neutral pronoun, which is tree. And so you would say, for the nominative, you would say that instead of she or he snorted, you would say that Dree snorted. Uh, in the objective, you would say, if you're going to say, want to say that I roared at him or her, you would say I roared at them. If you were going to talk about somebody's thing, you would, instead of using his or her, you would say Driz. And you also can use Drem, or in the reflexive, Drem self. And we try to do this in this episode, and it's hard for us. Sometimes we will slip up and refer to a dragon by Driz player's gender, and sometimes we'll just use the more common gender-neutral pronoun, they. And hopefully we'll get better at this, but just know that there are there is no gender in Dragonia, and our slip-ups don't change that in any way. And I think that's everything. So with all that, I'll see you on the other side. Now I'm going to go ahead and rip through a lot of the basic material. So just the general idea of setting that we have in Dragonia. And I'm going to do it in quick lines. But Dragonia is a vast continent. And it's so right now we have a map here. And that map is entirely blank. But you have to imagine that... Everywhere on this map, there is adventure. There is dense forests. There are great deserts. And this is a huge continent, right? Because these are dragons. They can fly anywhere. So they have domain over this entire area. And everywhere you go, there is something new to explore and something fun. And it's just jam-packed with the magical, the crazy, and the so on. Evelyn, your hand is raised. Are there other creatures or just dragons? There are other creatures. And I'll skip to talk about the other creatures now, since you asked... And the way other creatures work, there are two types of other creatures. And I haven't found them, so I'm just going to try to do this from memory. Edible and non-edible? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everything's edible. <laughs> when you're a dragon. But when you're a dragon, you can eat anything. But there are two types of creatures. There are monsters and there are animals. And the animals are the creatures who have aspects of several things. So, for instance... If you had a creature that had bat wings, but walked sort of like a marmot, it would be a marbat. Or if you wanted to go more complex, you could have an animal that had the bill of a duck and looked kind of like an echidna and then had a sharp spiny tail and laid eggs. Your Sounds a lot like the guy. so specific. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like they ripped it off from like the last airbender. Yes. 100%. Okay, good. As long as we're clear on yeah. that, we're good with that. Yeah, 100%. And so th so all the animals have multiple have multiple aspects of other animals and they're generally kind. They're not looking to harm you. They're just they're just going about their own business 
and maybe they have their own politics to sort out. The other type of animal, though, are animals that have been corrupted by the shadow, and those are monsters. And you know monsters are scary because they only display one aspect of an animal. So if you just find a deer, you better run away because that deer has been taken with the shadow and can probably do terrible, terrible things to you. Counterintuitive. Yes. But the Shadow War, which we can talk about, happened a while back. And the dragons were able to push back the shadow. They were, they were able to fight the forces trying to eat their moons. And there are five moons, if you were wondering. And as you can see on your sheet, each of the moons have a different aspect. And since you're all hatchlings, you have access to all the powers of the, mo- of the moons. But as you age, your powers become limited. There are fewer mo- moons that you can attach to but you're much more stronger with the powers of those moons. But getting back to the shadow, the shadow war what happened a long time ago, and it was a time when I wait to get back to this page where the shadow war happened. I don't remember where everything is, so I'm just going to keep saying words. Joey, how was your day today? My day was pretty good, Tucker. Good. I spent a lot of it with you. You're not wrong. <laughs> the, so, the war of the shadow was a war where all dragons, regardless of their house or age, were forced to fight the monsters. It was the, mo- the monsters were taken by what was only known as the darkness, and it was trying to swallow up the moons. Many dragons were lost, and many dragons were turned against other dragons. They were corrupted by the shadow, yes. Physical moons or metaphorical moons? Yes. And... <laughs> <laughs> th- there are moons in the sky, yes. Wait, so... Dragons that are turned into monsters, like mm-hmm. what feature? How do we know what they look like? They just like lizards. You don't. They okay. So, oh. so you your your best friend could be turned by the shadow for a while. So, and you can wield the shadow. Yeah. A dragon can also be a monster. No. So there there is a difference between like a single aspected a- animal, which is a monster. A dragon can just be corrupted by the shadow. So they're not fully like... Right. Okay, I see. And animals can also be corrupted by the shadow. So... Oh, boy. Yeah. So there's... No one is safe. But... Excellent. Just how we like it. (laughs) You can have fun without danger. (laughs) But we defeated the darkness. Or the shadow, at least. And we beat (coughs) it back. But recently, strange things have been happening in Dragonia. And some dragons have taken to madness and done crazy things. And it's not really talked about, but it is known that there is a seed of darkness in every dragon, right? There is a seed of shadow. And any dragon can reach in and use that shadow to accomplish great things, to accomplish things in the moment that, unless you were incredibly, incredibly skilled, you wouldn't be able to do with the moons. Goosebumps. But using that shadow takes a heavy toll on its user and if you use the shadow too much you could succumb to it and start doing things that you might regret later this darkness seems like a metaphor for something i'm going to get to the bottom of it (laughs) 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 you get it let us know when you find it so if i if i hold on to the ring for too long i turn into golem is that the (laughs) I, I was thinking more about using Sith lightning, but <laughs> it's it's very similar, yes. Or like heroin. <laughs> if we're gonna go real world, if we're gonna yeah. go real. Heroin does give you special. There powers. is a seed of heroin within all of us. <laughs> really, yeah. Okay, 
So I've told you guys about clutches. So you guys are all a clutch, and you were raised by these guardians, which are plant-like creatures that have existed forever and just kind of teach you a lot of things. And What kind of plant? It's, um, it doesn't really say specifically. So what kind of plant, Ty? I think they look like, like big old rose bushes. Big old <laughs> I mean, I like it. Yeah. So you, you guys were raised by a bunch of big old rose bushes <laughs> and just sort of, and, and they tended to you and they passed along much of the knowledge of Dragonkind. Not all knowledge, of course, because there is a lot of knowledge behind Dragonkind. But it's you a learned a lot. thorny topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that door's you there. You've been absorbed by the darkness. Yep. <laughs> and so a couple other important things. Um, in terms of dragon civilization, there are two main things I want to talk about, one of which is age. So you can see on your sheet that you have four stages of age. So you can be a raw-scaled drake, a winged drake, a long-toothed dragon, a bearded dragon, and an elder dragon. And dragons venerate age in a really real way. And it's made especially clear because dragons sort of it's not quite a molting or for some dragons it's a molting for some dragons it's just they just become their more dragon self like pokemon like pokemon and with the, the whole the the music and everything we will have a musical number when each of you guys advance <laughs> okay. and but so in dragon culture if an older dragon asks you to do something you are expected to do it and so right now you are the youngest of the young dragons and so pretty much anything an elder says to you is not quite law, but you can, you have to like incur an obligation or something of that sort to try to refuse an older dragon. There, there's a basic move that says stand up to an older dragon and you have to roll in order to do that. And on most, uh, unless you roll really, really well, you're going to have something bad happen as a part of that and the other part any any questions about aging before i go on nope cool so the one other thing we're going to talk about before we get into talking about the moves that you guys are going to take is we're going to talk about the great dragon houses so dragonkin are diverse and capable but no one viewpoint can do all of dragonia so they have five different houses that you, and you'll each choose a house, and when we go over the houses you choose, we'll go into more depth about each of those houses. But all of these houses work together and meet in the capital in order to make decisions in a great dragon council. And each of the different houses have different virtues, and or virtues is a poor, poor word because virtues are a different thing in this system. But each house have different ideologies that are associated with them and deep histories. And respecting those histories and being part of these different houses is a very important thing. All right. Everybody feel good? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and get into y'all's moves. And do, 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 let me get to the part that tells you what to do here. Wait. Have you guys, have you guys seen Infinity War? Yes. Yes. No. 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 Evelyn? Really? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen a movie that you haven't. Yes, Tucker, you've seen a movie that I haven't. Wow. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> so uh, for the for the two guys who have, yes. one of the moves for this this nature adept is literally standing so still that you can't be seen. 
<laughs> that happens giant. in the Hunger Games too. Yeah, but there's like makeup and shit involved there too. Yeah. No, he but he disguises himself. Yeah, it's literally makeup. just you stand so still that you disappear. <laughs> yeah. <is> so funny. <laughs> that is that is literally what the power is. <laughs> That's amazing. There's a um also on my sheet it says as you grow your connection to the moons changes and shifts. Yep. Every time you take an adult advancement cross off one moon. Um that sounds like the talk that I got when I got my first period. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Our moms were different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not And now the players will introduce their dragons. And so today we're playing Apillion. And I have some friends with me. I'm Tucker. I'm the dragon master in this case. Does everybody else want to go around and introduce themselves? I'm Evelyn. Did I need a second fact? Do you, do you want a fact? You can say a fact. Um, <laughs> nope, I'm good. All right. <laughs> I'm Rachel. Joey. Matthias. <laughs> you like that video of the like Australian tweens dancing? Yeah, or like hairspray. Whatever it's popular in the beginning. And I'm Link. <laughs> and so everybody else around the table right now is playing dragons. And right now they're going to talk. Uh, about their dragons and give names and stuff and I'm going to take notes so I know about their dragons so go let's go in reverse order Ty do you want to tell us everything that you've found out about your dragon sure so my golden dragon is named Hunter and he's notable for his long broad snout that ends in two fierce jutting tusks the rest of his body is graceful but furry and is capped in a prehensile tail. And on each of his feet are long, sharp talons. So is it like a golden fur? Yeah, I'd say like kind of like a lion's. Okay. I like like kind of like a tan golden. Yeah. And everybody feel to ask questions about each other's dragons because we're going to be spending a lot of time with Trem. And Hunter likes to spend a lot of time out in nature. In fact, you might even say that uh, Dree is a nature adept. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, an important thing that we should mention about dragons, all dragons are genderless, and so we refer to them using Dree drum mm -hmm. pronouns. I am an academic dragon of the name Weneth. Um, I have many horns. I am scaled with a pointy skull, prehensile tail, splayed fingers, and a graceful body. Can you just give us a quick camera shot of what Wenneth would be doing on a normal day? Like, I, want, I want to see all those features together. I don't really, like, I, I need to put them all together in my head. Well, first of all, uh, probably tough to, you know, see his face because it's probably stuck in a book. Oh, burn! Ooh. <laughs> he, that was uh, a dragon joke. <laughs> <laughs> he, I need to, like, put them together as, like, a... I, I just want to, just like, just like a, a scene with him. You know, like, describe the camera moving in and hitting all these features, making him, or, drive as okay. beautiful as possible. So, camera, camera starts on a book, zooms out to see the face behind the book, and holding the book is my tail. I'm holding the book by my tail. Um... My scales are shiny and green. You know, as we zoom out, we notice just how pretty of a dragon I am. Um, 
I, I sit on my reclining chair, but my body being graceful, um, have perfect posture. Um, and yeah, my skull is, uh, it's on the pointier side. We figure that out too. Great. Beautiful. I am Draven. I am a dragon gifted with the sight of the future. Uh, I have a very elegant body that includes some lovely webbed feet as well as a very whipping tail. Uh, My skin is scaled and I have a very pointy snout and many, many horns. So what's the sight like? Like, do you just like hear voices? The darkness spoke to me at an early age. (laughs) I saw the approaching horror and I woke to fight against it. All right. (laughs) That's all I can tell you for now. (laughs) I am the warrior. My name is Morning. Um, I'm a dark blue dragon with many horns, tough hide, and a scarred snout, I presume, from many fights that I have won. Um, I have a whip tail, claws, and a muscular body. Can we make you red because you have red gems? Yeah, we can make me red. Yeah. If you're really connected to the blue, that's that, that's fine. No, is is like, morning colorblind? Like no, keep, I want to be Can dragons be colorblind? Is that a thing? I think they, yeah, I think they can be Does morning think that they're dark blue, but they're really dark red? <laughs> yes. yes. And everyone's just too polite to say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> always trying to camouflage with blue things, just standing out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that fits in well with the, uh, the lack of cunning. <laughs> that's really well, good. There is a difference between a lack of cunning and just being dumb, but I, th- I think on this one, it's but the I think, same. I think it overlaps. <laughs> yeah. like, it's that little Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm a red dragon. All right. And morning, do you want to give us your virtues, what your house is, your obligation, oh, and the moves that you chose? So I'm a house Tesseth, which means that my obligation is to defend someone weaker than me from the darkness. Mm-hmm. I have a plus one charm, plus one courage, and negative one cunning. Uh, and the virtue that I in those around me is humor. And so what that means mechanically is whenever or not not Evelyn morning thinks that something is funny or Evelyn thinks that morning would think that something is funny that another that another one of your dragons did then Evelyn gets to give that dragon a friendship gem. <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> wow, we're really commodifying friendship here, huh? <laughs> it's great. And what are uh, Dree's moves? Dree? Driss, yeah. Oh, or you're, you're, you're Dree. Dre is the Dre. Pro- That's the pro- Are we just using Dree and Oh, right. Dre yeah. and Dre. Oh, okay. Driz moves yeah. are, um, they're called skills of honor uh, because I've dedicated my life to the betterment of Dragonia. The, sig- the signature move is an heirloom from the Shadow War, so I get plus one ongoing into standing up to an older dragon. What is it? What is the heirloom? Um, I think that it is like one of the scales of an older dragon who died doing something really noble in the war. Nice. I like it. And we can explore that history <laughs> later. Uh, any other moves that you marked? Uh, you should choose one more. Oh, I get to choose another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll come back and see what morning's next move is. But do we want to go right now to Draven? Sure. Yeah, let's see what they, uh, what they have. So I am a member of Semscale, the House of Jade, 
which means my obligation uh, is to use secret knowledge of the darkness to aid another. Uh, I have plus one charm, plus zero courage, and plus zero cunning. And the virtue that I admire is creativity. Uh, the moves. Yeah, tell, yeah, tell. So my signature move is haunting visions because mm-hmm. I am a seer. So which means that I'm haunted by visions of the darkness and I can see the future essentially. And then the other move that I've chosen is to be a secret catcher. I can study other dragons before they have seen me. I like it. Cool. Uh, let's hear from Wenneth. My stats are zero charm, zero courage, and one cunning. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Does that add up? Yeah. yeah, did, you, yeah. did you add one to those? Yeah, I, yeah. I added one to my negative one courage. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So, uh, my house... Classic academic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ivory houses, Tower. Yeah. Mindoth, the House of Oak, which gives me the power to potentially discover something important about an ancient mystery. A virtue I admire in others is curiosity. Easy choice there. My field of expertise is I carry around with me at all times Dagon's History of the War with Darkness, which I can reference for information at given points. And my other move is being familiar with the old ways, which means when I study a bearded or elder dragon, I can ask, uh, I can ask three questions, which are... Should I... Is that we can go into we'll, yeah, we'll okay. go into it when it happens. Okay. You sound like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> a cool nerd. Hunter, please tell us about your All presumably right. non nerdy. <laughs> so Hunter uh is fairly charming and fairly cunning, but not very courageous. Um Can you quantify? Yeah, like a one, a negative one and a one. Dre are a member of Mindoth, the House of Oak. Their obligation is actually to avoid detection and to infiltrate locations so like little like sneaky snicks um and the virtue that they prize above all others is independence they've spent so long in the wild that they've learned to commune with wild beasts and creatures so they can understand the language of the wild um they can study animals insist they accept um (laughs) hunter's help or mislead or trick them as if they were dragons and hunter is also so adept at spending uh hours among the trees that when dre stands still hunter basically becomes a tree themselves and invisible and almost invisible to the eye i love it Evelyn, have you chosen uh, another move for morning? Yeah, so once per session, I can return a friendship gem to act despite danger with a plus 10. What's that called? All fired up. Nice. (laughs) That's a great name. (laughs) One of mine is called Peer Review. (laughs) (laughs) That is the character I chose. Is it just withering commentary in the footnotes? (laughs) It's you paying $200 and them giving you bad tutoring advice. No. It's too real. <laughs> Don't like it. And we're going to do one more thing. We're going to add to the map. <gasps> yes. Wenneth, can you show me on the map where your university was, where you learned to basically learn all these things? You spent, you spent a lot of time in study. Are we talking undergraduate or my <laughs> master's degree? Oh, well, please tell us, please tell us about both. 
Oh, well, you see, uh, my undergraduate I did up in uh, Northburg. <laughs> Northburg is located in the South. the southern tip of, <laughs> of Dragonia. The initials of Northburg are Nota Bene, which I find very fascinating. Um, and Can you tell us about Northburg? What, what's it like? Yes, Northburg. In Northburg, they are, well, it's a college town, you know. It's, uh, it's mostly <laughs> university students, uh, you know, the professors, their kids. There's a river that runs through the main part of town where dragons can communi- commute by boat if they'd rather not fly that day. Are there a lot of dragons who take this option? Are they Uh not really, but um <laughs> if you need to study, you know, and you know, you you can't you can't read and fly, so you uh you know, you take the boat. It allows you to use your hands while you read. And what's the magical thing at the center of Northburg that drew the college to it originally? Well, Northburg Northburg's library possesses some of the most ancient and most useful books in the magic arts. Uh, some of these books, it said, can provide their its users with spells that can can cause great wonders to happen. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very. And my masters, I got uh, <laughs> over uh, in the north. It is called uh, Eastburg, and. It, do we want me to describe that too? Is or East Breitenberg? East perhaps? Breitenberg, yeah, slightly different. Um, <laughs> that's where uh, Witches of Boston have? No, that's a different one. Nope. That was the first. That was the fiasco game we played at first with Kevin right. and Kaylee. I was, was I there for that? Like, isn't in the room? Yeah. No. <laughs> I listened to that episode, though. Yeah, definitely. Big fan of the pod. <laughs> Happy to be here. The Tide pod? <laughs> That's a dated reference. I, uh, <laughs> dated I, really, reference. I don't really keep up with the times. Back in university, we used Tide Pods all the time, doing our laundry. It was crazy. What does dragon laundry look like? Dragon laundry is uh, sometimes we wear nice vests, so we uh, <laughs> they need to Only be washed. Only the nerds. Uh, my mom liked it. Um, <laughs> Which one? Oh, true. Uh Mother Grimsby, of course. Wait, pa- pause for a second. So, given that dragons are genderless, oh yeah, do, what do we call parents? Are they Drarent. parents? Drarent. Dragon parent. Dragon uh-huh. parent. Drarents. Drarents. No, we had. I'm gonna fuck that up a whole bunch. I'm just gonna forewarning. <laughs> I feel like we're not gonna reference parents too much, though. You know, so you never know what might happen. Yeah. I think I think we should come up with a name for yeah. the for yeah. what, for the dragons uh, that were in the affinity clutch that birthed you. You said they have to come up with some sort of pact. They have to so they have to go get their affinity clutch. Board members? What? Board yeah, members. I was going to say <laughs> something like pact parents. <laughs> I like pact parents too. Pact parents? Yeah. All right, cool. Pact parents. I just think the it sounds like it's like it's like pact parents like a, like yeah. a scout club. True. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Dead mothers. Dead uh, mothers, yeah, exactly. Do anything you want to tell us about East Brightonburg? Is there uh, spent most of my time in my room, so uh, <laughs> not much to say. <laughs> still did laundry there, still wore vests. Um, yeah, it was more of a uh, old-fashioned-y kind of town, whereas North Brightonburg felt a little more, little more new and modern. All right, all right. Okay, so, Draven. That's me. Tell me about the first time your powers manifested. Oh, man. Well, 
I was six years old at Larkborough Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Are dragon years the same as people years? Like, is six, a, is six really little for dragons? Six is very little for dragons. Because, like, an elder dragon can live 300, 400 years. But, like, once they hit, like, 20, are they just, like, grown-up dragons? Yeah, so, like, what, what, what is the... Is it, like, cats? Where it's, like, year <laughs> three, they're, like, it tracks with, like, seven human years, and then it's just, like... Whoosh. So, I would say... Well, I don't know, actually. What, what do you think, Evelyn? I'm thinking that once you pass, like, once you finish puberty, then you're just, like, a dragon, and mm-hmm. you can go through the stages, but you're, yeah. you're not, like, a baby. And I, f- and I feel like, so given the system, age comes from experience. So if you, ha- if you have a dragon who's done a ton of adventuring in their time and has seen so many things and done so many things they might be at a later stage than another dragon who is 50, 60, 70 years older than them who's just hung out in the capital or in East Breitenberg in their room. <laughs> What's so that saying, now about <laughs> East Breitenberg? <laughs> so you're saying chronology matters a lot less than experience. Correct. Okay. Cool. Oh, right. So yeah, I tell- was uh, at... You want me to put things on the map as I tell Yes, you please it? do. Larkinborough Elementary School, which is located in the west on the western peninsula. <laughs> Larkinborough. Um, so that's in the town of Larkinborough, which is known for its agriculture. Mm. What, what agriculture is it? Um, what, what is the crazy magical wild plant corn mostly (laughs) 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 but magical corn magical what makes this corn magical what makes it so different because i feel like is it heat because dragons need a lot of food yeah so corn is great because it's really really you know cellulite rich and dragons need a lot of cellulite to grow their scales it is known (laughs) it's known um so it's really really important for your young dragons to get a lot of a lot of corn in their diet um and so the corn in Larkinborough is known for being extra good to to eat to help grow your scales as a young dragon so and how did Larkinborough adapt on that terrible year two two decades ago uh, when the, the great the rem- corn famine the great corn famine the great corn it was a difficult time for us all and you the know, corn never recovered it never recovered we really had to i mean we had to adapt our uh our farming practices you know get a lot more irrigation coming from the north it was difficult yeah, but we time. made do i'm gonna just draw in the the canals the irrigation mm. system right. yes. that was built. Yes. Makes, sense. Yes. makes sense yeah we had to you know make some man-made irrigation systems from the north so from this lake over here mm-hmm. lake <laughs> lake do you have a good lake name lake kale lake kale <laughs> Super, a super lake. And then there's a man, or a dragon belt irrigation system. Indeed. Hmm. Like Coming it. into Larkinborough. And, yeah, Larkinborough is rich in farmland. Yeah. Also home to the second best university in Dragonia. Oh, you're only saying that because you went to Northburg. No, I, it's whatever. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Are you German now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with the accent. <laughs> Commit. 
Right. But you were telling us about the time that you first manifested your powers as a seer. Indeed. I was at Larkinborough Elementary School. It was lunchtime. I was eating my corn. And all of a sudden, I looked up. And where my corn had been, I saw a vision of different corn. Different corn. That's all I'll say for now. Okay. Keep this in mind. I'm writing down different corn. Warning. Yes. Who was the first person you... Or not the first person. Who was... What was the first animal you were forced to kill as a warrior? <laughs> I know it was hard for you. You can take your time. I was... I was too young to do something like that. And it's not something that anyone ever does lightly. Um... I wish I could say that it was fighting the darkness. It was not. Instead, I was, I was about 10 years old. I was playing outside my sleeping place where I slept with my clutch and my, uh, my pack parents. Um, nearby the, ro- the Rosebush Guardians. Nearby the Rosebush Guardians. Um, and I saw a, an animal with a face of a rabbit and the body of a turtle. Um, a birdle. N- a birdle. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was nibbling at the rose bush. And I, I understand that all things must eat, but, but gosh, that rose bush taught me so much about life and fighting and courage and and I couldn't I couldn't let that girdle hurt that rose bush I just couldn't do it and and I did what had to be done and I'm I'm ashamed of it to this day what did the guardian the birdle was chewing on say to you after he said he said I did the right thing but I still lie awake at night wondering can you show us on the map where your clutch was? So, where's the green? Was it in the mountains? Was it in the desert? Was it by the capital, in the center of civilization? Uh, there's a beautiful spot on the east coast of Dragonia um, where there are cliffs that overlook the ocean. But if you travel inland from the cliffs, you go down into a valley and in the valley over here is where me and my clutch grew up is that us yeah uh, cool yeah all right beautiful so hunter can you tell me a little bit about the great forest and the great desert and the sharp divide between them? Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that the great desert is not actually the biggest desert in Dragonia. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I didn't realize this myself. (laughs) See, the great desert stretches pretty much from the farmlands of, and I forget the name, I can't read it anymore. Larkinborough. Larkinborough up to 
the more fertile lands near Northburg, and it covers most of the southern tip of the island. But the real, the biggest desert is the ashen wastes, which were the byproduct of the great war against the darkness. And those pretty much surround the capital. So if you can imagine, the capital is sort of ensconced by a layer of ash and burned trees and debris. Like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed. A brown expo was just passed. <laughs> pretty much just radiating out in a circle with the, uh, the capital at the epicenter. And that's where the Great Forest begins. And they decided to put the capital there after the war because of the the desolation. It was easy to see an enemy coming from miles away. Mm-hmm. What is this called? So that's the uh, that's the wastes. Okay. The ashen wastes. And from there, the Great Forest continues outward in a ring. bordered on one side by mountains and valleys and the other by the great irrigation trench <laughs> that connects Larkenburg to Lake Kale. So I know a lot of people make the assumption that you as a nature adept tend mostly to the forest, tend mostly to the green and the bright places. But I know Hunter that you've spent a lot of time in the ashen wastes and have seen a lot of the hidden life that flushes there and the hidden magic that sits within there. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? So what most people don't realize about the ashen wastes is that there's a, a very complex ecology down there, ranging from the most humble beetle rats to the ferocious land sharks <laughs> that, prowl, <laughs> that prowl the tunnels searching for easy prey. Mm-hmm. And dragons are not the fiercest predator down there. You see, there are these, these long, worm-like creatures with, with fearsome crab-like pinchers for jaws that can come bursting out of the tunnels at any time. And the only way you can sense them is a subtle vibration coming through the walls and a scurrying of the beetle rats into farther corners. Are they of the nature or of the darkness? I honestly could not tell you. As, as much time as I have spent down there, their nature eludes me. So I believe them to be of the darkness, but, you know, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. Is there a name for this creature? There is, but no one dares speak it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you could call it a tunnel worm if you want. I could, you could call it a tunnel worm, but that would be crass. So what we're going to do now is we are going to create your fellowship. And the way we're going to do that is each of you in the top left of your front page, you have a thing that says fellowship, and then there are a bunch of sentences. And given what we know about the, our different dragons, we're going to put different dragons in there and then follow what it says about the, fr- the friendship gems. And so before we do that, I think we should just go around and remind people of who our dragon is, what tree looked like, and exactly like what they do and how they act normally. I'm a red dragon who thinks Dree is blue. Hmm. I am 
I'm brave and I'm charming. I'm super fun to be around. I care about honor and defending the weak. I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> and and your name is? And my name is Morning. I am Draven. I have a very elegant body and many, many a horn. I am a seer, so I can look into the future. Uh, and when I look into the future, I see haunting visions. And I am also a secret catcher, which means I can study other dragons before they have seen me. I am Wenneth. I am a green academic dragon who uh, gets lots of knowledge from books, uh, prioritizes curiosity as a virtue, uh, and uh, reads a lot of books. I am Hunter, a golden nature adept who prizes independence above all else, and while I am both charming and fairly cunning, I'm not particularly brave. I would rather sit in the shadows and wait for danger to pass. Or, rather than a direct confrontation, wait for my prey to pass me by before striking. So we're going to go around and we're going to fill these out one by one and then tell the story behind them. So we'll start with Evelyn. Morning. Tell us about a situation that happened once with one of your clutchmates. Wenneth was there for me when I was at my most vulnerable. I was being interrogated by Dragon Council um, for breaking some obscure law. What obscure law? I walked on the grass at the university. (gasps) (gasps) But when I was fumbling in my trial, not really a words dragon more of an action dragon um, when I was fumbling at my trial Wenneth spoke up and given Wenneth's deep and boring knowledge of dragon law Wenneth was able to get me off uh, give Wenneth a friendship gem for that thanks Wenneth you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Draven, uh, tell us about one of your earlier instances with your clutchmates. Well, Wenneth as well was, was important in my young life. Wenneth's knowledge is unparalleled within the clutch, but they do not see the danger ahead. Please, please tell us about that danger that you see that he cannot. Wenneth doesn't see the evil encyclopedia of knowledge. The one that he carries? It's evil. There's evil within it. There's evil. Okay. Good to know. And, you know, there's a lot of knowledge in there, but there's evil. There's evil as well. And sometimes it's hard to to see the difference. Pretty major change you just gave me, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> my whole book is flawed. Okay, I can, I can use this very well. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. And so, what does you do for gems I in that? Take a gem. All right. Watch out, Wenneth. 
Yes, well, you see, uh, I was studying at the university, finishing up my degree, and uh, was very passionate about moving on and becoming a professor potentially the next year, until morning uh, explained to me the great danger the darkness uh, presented it. And, you know, at first I, w- I was hesitant because I, I truly believe that uh, knowledge is the most important thing a, a, a Dre can pursue, a dragon can pursue, but uh, Dre convinced me otherwise. And for that, I give her one friendship token gem. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I would just like to say that morning was also very influential in my early life because as some of you might not know elder dragons can sometimes be a little bit uh traditionalist they pick out roles for their their clutch far in advance and they just assign them willy-nilly and some some poor drakes are are assigned to walk a path from birth that they were not meant to and in fact early on i thought uh, I was told that I, I was supposed to be an academic, and I can't stand books. Big and, mistake. <laughs> and 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 Draven Draven was told that that Jerry was supposed to be a daredevil, and oh and you know for Pete's sake, <laughs> um, <laughs> morning morning was supposed to be a crafter, and, and and we all know that that morning's not really great with the arts and crafts. But, it's true. But morning stood up to our packed parents and told them a thing or two looked them straight in the eye and you know it was it was, it was so courageous I, I couldn't ever imagine doing it myself and they they really showed that we were allowed to forge our own paths we were allowed to become our own drakes and live the lives that we were meant to so for that i give morning a, a friendship gem that's so sweet thank you you're welcome all right um Hunter, do you actually want to give us another one? We'll go back around. Sure. Now, as you might know, Wenneth spends a lot of the time with his snout in a book and not a lot of time outdoor, but I remember one... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. One one sunny morning, we, the two of us, were walking along the... uh, the beautiful valley in which we were raised and we came across a ferocious laraffe it's uh basically a giraffe but with a lemur's head at the top <laughs> so just like a giraffe with a tiny head yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Wenneth was uh very taken aback and was shocked to see such a a strange looking creature it's true but I, I sat down with the two of them and and facilitated a very interesting conversation. And so Wenneth learned not to judge a book by its cover. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so for that, I take a friendship gem. <laughs> Wait, can, can animals talk in this world? Well, I, I acted as a translator. Right. Oh, great, because you're nature adept. Mm-hmm. Hunter can talk to animals. <laughs> Which is a lot less interesting than you think it might be. Oh, well, I appreciate the anecdote, Hunter, because I I fondly recall the time, too, when uh, you and I, you know, hadn't been, uh, hadn't connected all that much ever since you left the route of the academics. Um, And I remember going to the Capitol to 
to meet with the council about some important academic matters. And uh, <laughs> on my way in, couldn't uh, you know? I, I took a taxi. I was I was reading. I didn't have enough money to take a taxi out of the capital, so I I needed to guide it myself. But uh, didn't remember the city all that well. So I I reached out to my good my good clutch mate Hunter, and he uh, he guided me through the city. Showed me some new animals too. It was pretty fascinating. And for that, I give him one friendship gem. So I have to ask, what does a dragon cab look like? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Well, it's... Uh, I, uh, you ride around on the back of a larger dragon. <laughs> yes. A big a big yellow dragon fly around. <laughs> and yet they're very expensive because they're extremely impractical. <laughs> It, but it's it's the tourist thing to do. You no, have to do it. Yeah, it's in capital. all the films. Yeah. <laughs> dragon films. Yeah. Tell us about dragon films. <laughs> uh, they're sort of like like shadow puppetry, but with fire breath to make the light. <laughs> I love that. And they can do different colors too. Yeah, because dragon flame is the same color as the dragon is. So you get like an ensemble of dragons, and they're all different. Yeah. I want to see this so badly. <laughs> that would be wild. That's actually pretty fucking dope. So you should not put that part in the podcast so no one steals, <laughs> so no one steals it. <laughs> Hold on to that. Wait, that's so cool. Dragons are pixels. <laughs> Draven, please tell us so- something more about your history. So a lot of people don't know that morning saved me from the darkness early on. So when I first got my visions back in Larkinborough, I wanted to know everything. So I wanted to, to see my whole future ahead of me and what was going to happen and where I was going to go to Dragon University and what kind of animals I would meet later on. And it was, it was very tempting. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard to get dangerous. To, and actually, a lot of people don't know that the darkness really lies in knowing too much sometimes. So uh, my good friend Morning noticed that I was, I was seeing too much and Dre really sought me out and and showed me the path to a less knowledgeable but equally enjoyable existence dancing through life skimming the surface proud of you yes <laughs> what happens friendship gem wise for that i have to give you a gem oh thanks And Morning can give us her, la- uh, her last two. Uh, both of them? Triz. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... <clears throat> I know that I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm pretty charming, pretty brave. So I do pretty well in the capital because those two things carry a lot of weight. Um, my dear friend Hunter, he is a nature boy. Dragon. And Hunter, Hunter prefers the quiet whisper of the grass to the hustle and bustle of the capital. Hunter prefers the gentle nonsense of a grabbit to the gentle nonsense of a city politician. Ooh! Um, <laughs> so when Hunter came to the capital... Uh, I was there training them in the art of capital politics. Um, and I'm really proud of the progress that Hunter's making. I don't, I don't know if, if 
Dre's gonna live in the city forever, but I think he can survive now. And I'm proud. And for that, I take one friendship gem. And then, my dear friend Draven. Me. Draven stood by my side in a fight against a monster of darkness. Um, Want to tell us about it? Sure. Sure. Um, I, I had a feeling that there was something dark in the Great Desert. Um, after I, I was kicked out of the university, I was on my way to Larkinboro, wa- wandering through the Great Desert, and I, I got a sense of something dark, so I, I rushed rushed as fast as I could to Larkinboro to try and warn everybody, but no one believed me that there was danger coming. Um, no one but Draven, because Draven saw saw something there and saw some truth in what I was saying, and, and Draven came with me to fight the monster in the desert. And for that... I give Drem a gem. Thank you. Again? Yep. Oh, the last, so one. the last one. Right. Um, I dreamed of Hunter long before we met. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. When I was a young, a young Drake, I had a dream of the capital. I'd always dreamed of going to the capital and I would often at night have visions of, this is before I started having my actual visions. I think they were sort of pre-visions, like they saw a little bit of the future but weren't fully formed. Anyways, um, yeah, I had this dream of of the capital and it's all of its splendor and uh, you know, the ash and wasteland that lay beyond. And I was, I was nervous and in the dream, Hunter, I didn't know to be hunter yet, but a dragon emerged from the darkness of the ashen wasteland and said that there could be nature redeemed from the darkness. Hmm. And for that, I will give one friendship gem. Thank you. Now, I know we all today regard Draven as extremely wise uh, with her, her ability of foresight, but she wasn't always that way. I remember after uh, morning convinced the elders that uh, we should follow the paths that we want to follow. Uh, Draven took it upon herself, uh, Driz self. Draven took it upon Driz self Drum-self. to... Dremself. Draven took it upon Dremself to attempt to harness all of the different types of powers, uh, nature adept, daredevil, etc. And uh, it was I who uh, explained to her that the traditions we have are important in that uh, attempting to harness each individual power will only lead to a a lack of understanding for all of them. Um, and, And she took my advice, became the very wise seer, and is now extremely important to our clutch and for that I take one friendship gem Thanks. there was a time not too long ago where I had left the capital and was wandering the great forest and I happened upon a cave that a faint glow came from inside and when I investigated, you know, 
after very carefully checking that there was nothing big around or inside, I found one of the long-lost sanctuaries of, of dragonkind and the beating crystal heartstone of a long-dead dragon. But I saw in the distance that tendrils of darkness were slowly but surely growing towards the cave, trying to leech the, uh, the heartstone of its energy. And not knowing what to do, I, I turned to the person who knew most about the darkness, Draven, and asked Drem to help me defend this sacred place. And the two of us spent days hacking back these long, dark, fluid-filled tentacles until we could find no more. And it was through Draven's effort that this crystal heart was saved. And for that, I give Rem a friendship token. Friendship gem. <laughs> Dragonland, Dragonland, let's all go to Dragonland. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, that was Apillion, which is a game by Marissa Kelly of Magpie Games. You can find a lot of her other work on magpiegames.com. Other games by them specifically that I'm really excited to bring to the show soon are Bluebeard's Bride and Our Last Best Hope. And... If you like the show, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes, or you can get in contact with me on Facebook or Twitter, and especially by email at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And today, I don't have a poem for you, but I hope you come back next week to hear the first adventures of our friendly dragon clutch. See y'all. <laughs>